Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. It's the uh, Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Coming at you a little bit late, but that's fine. Uh, it's I say it's fine. I, I didn't ask your opinion. Um, it's, it's late. It comes out when it comes out. I guess it's technically still going to come out on Wednesday. That's the aim. Hey, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I have created a Substack. It's CaseyMcLean.substack.com. If you want to check it out, I put out one post on uh, what should have been Major League Baseball's opening day. I will be putting out another post, hopefully, um, hopefully around uh, the middle of the month. My hope is to do two posts a month for the first couple months i'm going to leave it completely free and then i'm going to try to attract a few of you monsters to pay me a little bit of money to get extra content it'll include um one extra podcast each week i'm going to try to start getting guests on the podcast it'll include uh here's what it'll include ad free podcasts if i have edited interviews you'll get the full length interview. You'll get one extra podcast each week. I think I'm going to call it the nightcap. Um, I'll pro what I think I'm going to do for video purposes is just set up. Uh, it's basically a direct theft from this dude named uh, Bert Kreischer called, he does a podcast called open tabs where he like throughout the week opens tabs on his Google Chrome. And then he goes over those in podcast form I don't think it's going to be exactly like his. I've actually never watched his, but I think as I understand it, that's what he does. And it'll be, you know, shit that I care about, which will make it slightly different from his. I will uh, theoretically also have a glass of whiskey or a beer with me, and I will probably be doing it shortly after my daughter goes to bed. So one extra podcast a week, uh, start putting some out with guests, ad-free podcasts, one extra blog post per month. And then there's, I don't know, Substack. I don't really understand any of it. Go check it out. It's all free right now. Everything will be going out, out for free uh, right now. So go ahead uh, and check that out if you would. I would love that. Thank you. Okay. So a couple things are happening in Seattle sports that I want to talk about. One of them is uh, DK Metcalf, apparently there's, well, there's like conflicting, even there's conflict around the conflict around what his actual availability is. And 
There's some suggestions that the Seahawks are taking, are listening to offers, other suggestions that they are not listening to offers. So listening to and rejecting offers is one of the suggestions. The other suggestion is they're not listening to offers on DK Metcalf at all. Uh, I would be, I got to tell you, as a Seahawks fan, I would be disappointed if they weren't at least listening to offers. I think you should be listening to offers on all players at all times. The only downside to listening to offers is that it might create like a morale problem with that specific player. Uh, I think if you have a reputation as a team that listens to offers on everybody, they might be, there might be less of a morale issue. The, uh, the rumor that's been going around is that the New York jets have offered the Seahawks the 10th overall pick for or would be willing to give up the 10th overall pick for either DK Metcalf or AJ Brown who plays for the uh Tennessee Titans these two were uh, I believe teammates at Ole Miss and this is why I guess why people are linking them is that I think that's right anyway um if only I had a device sitting directly in front of me where I could or I could confirm or deny this but I am on the team that they should certainly be willing to listen to offers for DK Metcalf. That is absolutely my stance. Uh, not surprising if you've ever listened to this podcast before. I love uh, the transactional part of sports, and so this is fascinating to me. Also, DK Metcalf is entering the final year of his deal, uh, his rookie contract, the Seahawks still have the opportunity to franchise tag him, which they probably will if he doesn't completely fall off the map. Uh, they, they have the opportunity to extend him, which they might, but we saw what Tyreek Hill got. Tyreek Hill got four years, uh, four years, 120 million. Is that right? That's what my mind says, but Tyreek Hill contract. Yeah, four years, 120 million. Hill is 28 years old and has had a longer track record of uh, of success. He had a great 2020 season, a great 2021 season. Um, actually, very different. Like, that's kind of interesting. 2021, uh, 111 catches, <clears throat> 1,239 yards, nine touchdowns. 2020, 87 catches, 1,276 yards. 15 touchdowns. So, uh, more touchdowns, more yards in 2020, despite less catches. Stefan Diggs just signed a contract four years, $72 million. So my suspicion is that there's DK Metcalf's camp right now is probably at the Tyree kill number. And I'd bet that the Seahawks are closer to the Stefan Diggs number. And what DK Metcalf ultimately ends up with is somewhere in between. You could argue that's too much for a receiver. I might argue that's too much for a receiver. Especially, by the way, when you don't have an elite quarterback throwing to that receiver. Regardless of who the Seahawks have as their starting quarterback this year, it's very unlikely that person is going to be in the elite class of quarterbacks. Also, I suspect that the Seahawks are going to pretty severely pare back 
uh, the run or the pass game this year because they don't have an elite passer uh, under center. So, are the Seahawks going to get everything they can get out of DK Metcalf? Is DK Metcalf going to be worth as much as he would be with a strong-armed elite quarterback like Russell Wilson? A pretty good argument could be made that he will not. Or that the expectation should not be that he will be equally productive. Uh, in that case, theoretically, you could reduce his value of his extension, but at that point, he's probably not signing an extension with Seattle. Anyway, I'd imagine there'd be some animosity. The other thing uh, you might do accidentally is reduce his trade value. And at that point, that's a negative for the Seahawks, obviously. So I'm interested in what – but the other thing about this is he's, he's I think, four years younger than, than uh, Tyreek Hill. So is that right? Let's see. Tyreek Hill, 28 years old. We said this already. DK Metcalf. 24 years old. So, um, actually, three and a half years. But either way, younger player, cheaper, uh, 2021 salary, 2022 salary. What was the the trade that brought Tyreek Hill to Miami? So... Let's see. Five draft picks, including number 29 and number 50. Draft value chart, that's probably pretty close to the number 10 overall pick. I'd like to see the Seahawks get a little more than just the number 10 overall pick. Um, yeah, what? let me see the full trade. Tyreek Hill reference. That might be how we get there. <clears throat> Yeah, okay. So, uh, 2022 first-round pick, 2022 second-round pick, 2022 fourth-round pick, 2023 fourth-round pick, 2023 sixth-round pick. And so, yeah, I'd like to see the Seahawks match the draft. If you're not familiar with the draft value chart, it's uh, basically it's like a it's a point system that, that evens out or gives you some sort of yeah, like draft pick for draft pick evens out the the ledger on both sides. So you can kind of see what a team thinks a player is worth when they trade them for draft picks, or you can match up your draft pick value if you're trading, let's say, up or down, and you can see who's paying a premium, who's getting a premium or paying a premium. What else are I going to say? Oh, DK Metcalf might be tough on a young quarterback anyway, because he's not a guy that's like a precision route runner. He doesn't, he's not a guy that's going to be catching a lot of balls close to the line of scrimmage. He's not running precise slants across the middle by any means. I think there's a pretty good argument that he's not a perfect fit for a young quarterback. He's also a guy who seems to have gotten frustrated when he doesn't get the ball and with the Seahawks passing the ball less with a young quarterback, it's possible 
that those things could become toxic during the season. Again, potentially sapping his trade value. Okay, the Mariners have decided to put Julio Rodriguez, who is eventually going to very annoyingly be called J-Rod, I assume. Maybe already is. Um, They've decided to put him on the opening day roster, which is actually, I think, a huge good sign for Major League Baseball players because for years what we would see in this circumstance is teams try to manipulate service time, even though Julio Rodriguez is absolutely crushing in spring training. He absolutely crushed double A last year. Uh, friend of the podcast, Dan Zimborski, has a Zips projection system that <clears throat> projects Julio Rodriguez. At the time when he put it out, it was adjusted for games played. He had Julio Rodriguez as the most valuable by wins above replacement position player on the Mariners in his Zips projection system in only 91 games played at the time. That's what he had. Let's see. I wonder if he's, I wonder if old, old uh, Danny has, has updated this bad boy. Let's see. <clears throat> Julio Rodriguez. God born in 2000. Is this the right Julio Rodriguez? No, this is the San Francisco Giants, Julio Rodriguez. Come on now. Julio Rodriguez. Can I say that Fangraph's website has gotten worse? Am I allowed to say that? Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. This is very exciting for everybody. So Zips has him at a 3.4 wins above replacement player if he played 91 games. We don't have a full season, a full season projection. Uh, anyway, point is the kid's going to be good. <laughs> He's going to be good. I, I will, I'll, I'll probably update it when there's a full projection, but you could probably extrapolate 3.4 wins in 91 games, five, six win player as a rookie. Rookie of the Year candidate, potentially a guy who's an all-star and maybe gets some MVP votes at that point, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know much about this projection system, but the uh, FG, DC, what is this one? Fangraphs DC, whatever the fuck that is. That, uh, that projection system has them at four and a half wins, which would be a pretty big... Um, Pretty big, exciting thing to happen. Also, maybe a. Uh, also, maybe it would be a. Um, this is going to be the guy. This is going to be the prodigal talent that the Mariners have been waiting for since Felix Hernandez uh, dropped off. Since they wasted Felix Hernandez's entire entire career, or since they signed Ichiro, um, twenty literally twenty years ago, they haven't had like I. Felix Hernandez and Ichiro are like the two prodigal talents that they've had. Ichiro, maybe not a prodigy because he came in, came to the Mariners in like his late twenties, but it's very exciting. Very exciting time to be a Mariners fan. I got uh, I got Fubo TV 
for the occasion. So uh, I will be able to watch Mariners games this year. If you're a person who has cut the cord and you haven't been able to watch Mariners games because you don't have Root Sports Northwest, Fubo TV is not paying me to say this, but you can you can listen on Fubo TV. Also, by the way, can you come see me do stand up? I put out a post on um, on Instagram at the Casey McLean. I'm doing a bunch of stand up coming up. April's going to be very busy, and I keep adding stuff. All right, I'm gonna. I was gonna talk about Louis C.K., but I'm so goddamn sick of talking about Louis C.K. That oh, there we go. That's what we needed. That's that's me turning on because we're gonna play the voicemail machine. There's a uh, one voicemail came in. One voicemail two five three two three seven three two one seven. I will play your voicemail. There has yet to be a voicemail that I didn't play. So. Um, Let's see. Nope. Did I fuck up? Did I fuck up and lose some voicemails? <clears throat> I'm a very bad podcaster, everybody. More than anything, it's lack of talent, but I also don't have a lot of time to podcast right now, so I'm I'm uh, not doing great at it. I'm not I'm not doing good for you people, okay? I recognize that. Ooh, there's a lot of uh, Google Voice numbers available right now. I wonder if I can... Hmm. Okay. Well, we can figure that out later. Why don't I have my voicemail? I had a voicemail. There was a voicemail. Like last time I... uh... Get the fuck out of here, please. 253-237... Three two, one seven. Where did my well? Here we go. Here's the voicemails. All right. Casey McLean. This is uh, Justin in Utah. Hey, Justin in Utah. Your old, uh, your old battery mate back in high school. Just wanted. Okay, so that sounds like um, if you're not familiar with baseball terminology, that sounds like. We had a, uh, a sexual tryst in high school, and we did. I'll make that clear, but we also played baseball together. And Justin pitched, or no, <laughs> Justin caught and I pitched. <laughs> we were versatile. We were versatile, everybody. Uh, yeah, Justin's a guy that I played high school baseball with. Give you a, uh, a ring, my friend, and let you know how cool it is that uh, I am, am very close personal friends with a local celebrity so uh next time i'm up in the seattle area you better believe i'll be uh taking in one of your shows and uh maybe we can uh go through a little white ball around for uh for old time's sake i've been working on that uh that 12-6 curve so uh good things are happening brother hey you take care all right so justin is uh justin's a sweet guy i really like justin he was uh i'm gonna tell a story about justin that will prevent him from sharing this episode of the podcast because so Justin's Mormon and uh, the school we went to, there was a decent amount of Mormons and another friend of mine, my high school best friend uh, and I made it our goal to make Justin swear at some point during the season. And we accomplished that goal very quickly. We tormented Justin. Um, He's a, a year or two younger, I think one year younger than us. We were just not uh, not nice to Justin, and uh, this is the way men used to bond. Now you're not. Now we would be arrested, but 
we we used to we were hazing Justin for sure. There's no doubt. I would call it. I wouldn't call it anything but hazing. Hazing is the perfect description of what we were doing to Justin. In fact, um, what I used to do. Well, used to. What am I? What am I like? Worried? You think that I still do this? If I still did this, I should be arrested. By the way, because this would be in a high school locker room. But Justin was. Uh, Justin's like a hardworking guy. His uh, his baseball game was. He was like. Um. I would call myself like a person who thought my way onto. I didn't have like incredible physical tools. Uh, incredible athletic ability. I basically taught myself to throw a very good curveball and to throw harder than I did. Like in high school, I changed my pitching mechanics and started throwing harder than I did and became like a, a decent, uh, high school pitcher, not a very good high school pitcher, but a decent high school pitcher. And, uh, Justin was a guy who had some physical tools, some athletic ability, some strength. Well, I wouldn't call him elite in any of those things. I think he'd agree. But was just like scrappy, gym rat, all of the racial stereotype words for a white athlete. He was all those things. Uh, and he was also very hard on himself, hardworking and very hard on himself. And so I remember after one game, Justin had maybe, like, let's say, gone 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. I don't know that to be the case. And uh, I don't have Justin's stats in front of me. There's no website database that I can pull him up from. But let's say Justin had had a bad game of that type and he's in his locker room and he's angry. And I think I had pitched and I think maybe even we had won the game, but Justin felt like he didn't contribute. Justin's fuming, staring at his locker, throwing his equipment in. And I did a thing that my, uh, I would say even back then I was, I was, uh, uh I would say, High school baseball, my biggest strength outside of a 12 to 6 curveball that was hard to hit for guys who had never seen a quality curveball at any point in their lives, probably, was I kept the locker room loose, kept the bench loose. I was on the bench almost any time I wasn't pitching because I was a very bad hitter, a very slow runner, and not a great fielder. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, I kept the bench loose. And this was my uh, my method of keeping the locker room loose on this day when Justin, the Mormon, now Justin in Utah, uh, had a bad game, is I removed only my testicles and not my penis from my boxers. I hung my testicles out of my boxers and I walked up to Justin. By the way, I'm basically admitting to something that were Justin a woman, I would be arrested for. I uh, hung my testicles out of my my boxers, put my arm around Justin, and consoled him about his bad game, testicles out, for minutes until he finally noticed that my testicles were out and then shoved me away, uh, not even glancing my testicles. Expert, expert expulsion of my body from his personal space from Justin. And, and I don't think Justin laughed, but we... Me and my high school best friend, who also played catcher, by the way, uh, I've had three memorable catchers because another catcher that I played with, and I think arguably the best catcher that I ever played with, uh, he quit. Um, he quit high school baseball to tour with his band, who 
if you were aware of the like screamo punk scene in the early 2000s, you might recognize them. They were called Aiden. Jake Davidson was the drummer for Aiden. And also, I think the best catcher that I played with, uh, Justin in Utah also played, uh, some catcher. Justin played a lot of places though. He played second base shortstop, um, probably third base also pretty good with a glove. Um, and then also my high school best friend who was the best man at my wedding, who I have not talked to in now years because he met my daughter when she was like three months old and she's two and a half now. So, all right. <clears throat> Good voicemail, Justin. Thank you for calling in. Uh, please come see a show. Watch me offend you deeply. Um, if you want to call, if you're a high school uh, uh, classmate of mine, or even if we didn't go to high school together, leave a voicemail at 253-237-3217. Follow me everywhere at the Casey McLean. Come see me do stand-up comedy. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I will talk to you soon.